0: Hey everyone, Nicole Buck here, and this is Buck You Dogs Matter. And this is our podcast number three. And we are talking all about relationships and how our business, our careers, our job can impact and influence the relationships that we're in, potential future relationships, and how you can navigate where you are and what you're doing to the relationships that you have to the potential relationships that you want to be in and really figure out what works and what doesn't work and how do you have it all is it even possible so we're going to share our individual stories right now we have julie stone our trainer from philadelphia hey julie we have lorraine Wright, our trainer in central new jersey And we have Stephanie Loria in the house from Virginia. So thank you all for joining. We may or may not get a couple of other trainers who uh, may join us depending on their schedule. But this is something that's important as women in business, as entrepreneurs, as dog trainers, and just as, you know, people who are just trying to live A life where we can have it all because we're told, yes, you can have it all if you work hard enough, if you try hard enough, if you you do all the right things. But is it really feasible? Is it really possible? Can you have it all? Are there sacrifices that you have to make at some point to get a mission accomplished, to get a primary goal that you want? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Do we have the potential to have it all? how can we have it all if it's even possible and what do you have to sacrifice because at some point you do have to sacrifice something what is it that you're willing to sacrifice to have something that you truly want and so we're all going to tell our individual stories when it comes to our relationships with you know whether it's a romantic partner whether it's our family whether it's friends whatever it may be there's comes a point where we have to sacrifice something and for me it's been sacrificing having you know children and a family of my own it's sacrificing most of my romantic relationships because i spend so much of my life focused on self improvement focused on accomplishing my goal focused on building this business Focused on building my team and giving them everything that they need to be successful and to get what they want. So, in order to accomplish all of that, I've had to sacrifice a lot. I've had to sacrifice having children of my own. I've had to sacrifice romantic relationships that I don't have the time to invest to really make it work. Can it happen? yes if it's a priority but right now my priority is my business and helping my team and so i've made that sacrifice and do i regret it no but does it raise a lot of questions of course it does it raises questions of am i doing the right thing am i really getting out of life what i want is there more can i have more what is it going to take to get that more? And do I have the ability to stretch to get that more, whatever that is? And so, you know, these are questions that a lot of people ask. And it's not just relative to our industry and our business. This is anyone who is challenged with having a very stressful, time consuming job. And they find that they, have to sacrifice their family time, their uh, time with children, their time with their spouse or their significant other, uh, time doing things that they wished that they could do. So there are so many things that a lot of times we find that we sacrifice and we have to figure out, is it worth the sacrifice? What are we willing to sacrifice? And at the end of the day, is what we are trying to accomplish more important than those sacrifices? And Chris, Christine just joined us. So uh, bear with me one moment. I am going to change our view real quick so that I can put us all together in the immersive. There we go. All right, Chris. So... I think you're on mute. I can't hear you.
1: <laughs> I said, Oh, you're so gonna like the other view better. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just got out of the turnover, so it's like cold out there. So
0: <laughs> all right. So today we're talking about relationships. We're all women in business. We all own our own business. Yeah. We are all dog trainers and business owners, and it presents its own challenges. And so What we're going to talk about today, we're going to get very, very real, okay? This is as raw as it can get. We're going to talk about our own experiences. We're going to talk about the sacrifices that we've made. And we're going to talk about what really works and what doesn't work. And is it worth the sacrifice? So I'm going to start because I recently had a breakup. And it was a long time coming. Yeah, I've been with this person for five years with a one-year hiatus. There was a lot that went on. I'm not going to go into all the details because they're not necessarily relevant. Uh, But I found out some things and we ended up ending our relationship. He spent a year getting himself back into my good graces. I gave him a second chance only to be proved right the first time around. And, you know, I will tell you the reason why we broke up the second time around. It was because I found out he cheated on me. And I'm sure many people can understand because they've gone through something similar where they found out their partner was cheating on them or that they had done something unethical or immoral or any number of things. And it's not the first time that it's happened to me. Uh, this is probably the third relationship I've been in now where I found out someone was cheating on me. So that raises the question, what am I doing wrong? Why am I choosing these people? What am I missing? Am I just so busy working and concentrating on my life that I'm missing the signals? And that may well be the case. But this is again, where we are talking about what are we focused on? What are our challenges and our sacrifices? And is it worth it at the end? And for me, the answer is yes, it is worth it. Yes, I may not have that perfect relationship and maybe I'll never have a relationship I'm okay with that because for me, my mission is more important. Uh, And that may be something that most people don't want to hear and don't want to be a part of because they want to be the most important thing. And I get that. But at the end of the day, right now, they are not going to be the most important thing. And so I'm okay with that. And I need to find someone who's going to be okay with that or who's going to share my mission and be a part of that, in which case, then yes, together we can focus on the mission and we can be as important to each other as the mission. But until I find that person, I'm willing to sacrifice that. So each person has to make that personal choice. And so today we're going to talk about, these are all of my franchisees. These are all women business owners like myself who have busy lives, who have a lot of things that are pulling on them. And We're all each going to tell our story and we're going to then have a conversation based on that. Like, what is important to us? What do we really value? What are we willing to sacrifice? And at the end of the day, is it worth it? And that's something that each person has to decide for themselves. What's right for one person isn't always going to be right for the next person. So there is no right or wrong here. It's just what's, right for you. And that's something that I want to make sure that is very clearly communicated. So with that being said, I've told my part. So Julie, I'm just going to go down the line. So it's going to be Julie, then Stephanie, then
2: um, Lorraine, and then Chris. So Julie, you're up. Right. Um So yeah, I mean, it, it is really difficult. And for me, it's been been difficult with my, you know, romantic relationships. And it's also been difficult. I'm a single mom. So I have a teenager and trying to really balance the uh, the work plus being a mom and taking care of everything. Um, your brain is always constantly, there's two levels going on. There's what I have to get done. And then what is my kid doing and what I'm going to have to do for her as well. And, you know, growing up, I had a father who worked all the time, but was not, part of like anything that I was doing uh with school pretty much anything I was doing um you know so I want to make sure when Raven my my child has uh something going on at school that I show up and that I'm there and that I'm present Uh, I can't be there for everything but I try really hard to make sure that I am because that is something I although I do have to sacrifice some I don't want to be like my dad in that way where I was always kind of looking for him and just never saw him Mm -hmm. um that was also you know the different age as well. Cause mm-hmm. I think one thing we can also all say here is that, you know, we're all, we're all in our, our middle midlife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also kind of at a point where we're really thinking what's going on and yeah, you know, but then, you know, I, I had a bad breakup two years ago and uh that's how I ended up with Tosca, my, my dog, cause I needed something to help me through it. And um that's where he got his name. His name means heartbreak. And I, Pick that name. I was going through such a heartbreak, mm-hmm. but you know, and in that moment, what I did was I just threw myself into work instead of kind of probably dealing with things that I should have been dealing with. I was just like, you know what? Things really suck. I'm just going to work extra. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to work all the time. You yeah. know? So I, I really sacrifice my self-care. I think probably the biggest thing that I sacrifice is that I get so sort of wrapped up in everything. I try to give to everybody. And what I forget to do is take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um. So this year it's you know we always kind of do these new year's resolutions but this year it's really much like okay I've got to start taking better care of myself
3: mm-hmm. you know we're
2: all aging I've got to do better with my aging and make sure that I can stay strong because we have big dogs mm-hmm. Um. you know and I can't be a dog trainer if I can't use my hands and my muscles and
3: mm-hmm.
2: be stronger than the dogs right and I think it's um, women that's a challenge because we've been
0: told by society hey you should be giving you should be sacrificing you should be thinking of
2: others uh don't always you know put yourself first you should always be putting somebody else first and i i'm a sucker i mean i'm a martyr i martyr myself all the time um and i and i jump into that and i need to you know my a bigger thing for me has been able to tell people no Mm -hmm. um that's hard for me to do um I've only just recently kind of started telling people like, oh, of course I can help you, but you need to come to me, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I need I need a little bit of a, a give and a take, because so, otherwise I'm the one always going everywhere, I'm the one mm-hmm. always doing it, um, yeah. trying to kind of pull things in just slightly,
3: mm-hmm. but
2: but yeah, balancing, you know, uh, you know, my wonderful hormonal teenager. Mm-hmm. And, life and making sure that I'm doing it right um I struggle every day every day I kind of wonder like is this right am I good enough am I doing everything I can do yeah. um you know was this was this a balanced dinner did I even get a good dinner like
3: mm-hmm. you know
2: uh, so it's constant um uh, yeah. and that's just the tip of the iceberg <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I know exactly little little tip there's so much more um
0: here yeah
2: so that's that's a little piece of my pie, and uh,
4: we'll go ahead to the next person.
0: All
2: right, Stephanie,
4: you're up. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for the topic. Uh, kind of uh, perfect timing for me. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we spoke this morning, Nicole, and I've been thinking a bit mm-hmm. uh, about the topic. And, you know, this is uh, a labor of love, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that we we choose for much more um, than, than a job. And, and it, and it is a, um, intensive job. You know, we can pick and choose, right. We could Mm -hmm. just do lessons, right. Go to a couple people's homes, make a couple bucks. Uh, but the way that, that we, you, all of us roll is really an immersion of, um, taking dogs into our care, Mm -hmm. uh, for 24 hours a day for extended period of time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that is different. So, you know, i really made me think of, You know, what, what are we like, you know, so doctors go on call, nurses go on call for sometimes, uh, you know, four days on three days off, firefighters, you know, I just spent this weekend at an event with soldiers who spend Mm -hmm. six months, a year, longer on, and away from the people they love and away from the relationships, because of their labor of love, Mm -hmm. you know, how do they do it? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how they do it, but some of the questions I'm asking myself, you know, one of the things we're learning is how much of being of service to Mm -hmm. our clients is, Mm -hmm. and that kind of fits me. Mm -hmm. But one of the topics that we talk about is in being of service is, am I giving that same amount of service, of care, of interest Mm
3: -hmm. into
4: my partner? You Mm -hmm. know, and that's an interesting, interesting question for me. Yeah. The other thing I've been thinking is, you know, no matter what job you choose, um, you change. I change and evolve. I am not the person I was a year ago, five years ago, six years ago, a decade ago. And so the partner that I choose ideally is somebody who I can change with and grow with. Yes. And is going to support me. Mm -hmm. along the road. And the sad part of this story is no matter what job I choose, is not every partner is going to want to go with me every step of the way, especially if I'm really passionate about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because it does take me away. It does take my attention away. It does definitely takes my time away. And so balancing my heart with, hey, trying to hustle and make this happen, Mm -hmm. and still paying attention to that primary relationship or many primary relationships, that is a challenge. It definitely has proven to be a challenge. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you. And it's something that we're all facing every day, especially as women, because we're expected to care for everybody around our own ecosystem. You know, we are the mother figures. We're the ones that make it happen. We're the ones that get stuff done. And we're expected to do for everybody, but not for ourselves. And I think that's a message that society has been drilling down to us for years. And it's time for us to stand up and say, hey, you know what? I get it and I want to help everybody. But if I can't help myself and make myself whole and happy, how can I give anything of substance to anybody else? And he seems selfish, but how can you give if you're empty? What can you give? What's the quality that you can give if you yourself are empty? So that's a realization that was like, okay, wow. It's not being selfish. It's really knowing your boundaries and making the time for yourself as much as you make time for everybody else because that is so important and it's underutilized as women and just as business owners because we want to make sure that we fix every problem before it becomes a huge catastrophe. All right, Lorraine, you're ta- you're up.
5: All right. Um so I'll get into my story but um, talk about the selfishness. I've been told my whole life that I'm selfish and I'm self-centered. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, you know, as I got older, I was just like, okay, maybe I am.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: But I think that right now at this stage of the game, doing this business, I mean, it it works for me
3: mm-hmm. and
5: I'm not, I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm selfish. I am going to do um, whatever it takes and I'm going to do whatever makes this better because this is my dream. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so my story is I started dog training about 20 something years ago, and then the kids came along. So I made the choice. I don't feel like you can have it all at once or at the same time. And my choice back then was the kids. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: And, you know, so I went down that path and then this path presented itself back to me now that my kids are college age and, and I took it. And started having relationship troubles, some of which were related to the amount of time and everything it takes to be part of a business, like phone calls and texts and meeting people and talking to pe- people and having people call you. Um, and then there were other things, you know, also as well. So it was kind of it wasn't just the business, but it didn't help in um in retrospect. So I I think that moving forward, again, I am I'm just gonna continue to be that selfish person it sounds negative but it isn't it's, it's me doing what i want it's mm-hmm. my second chance at it it's probably going to be my last chance at it so if not now when
4: mm-hmm.
5: and i just wasn't going to let anybody stand in my way mm-hmm. um i feel that the my other relationships like my kids have just accepted it and they're happy and they're proud because they see how happy it makes me and they see the success mm-hmm. and everybody else if they have an issue, if I can't call them back or I can't go somewhere, it's their issue, mm-hmm. it's their issue. And I have just learned to let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that sends the message that I don't care or that I don't want to be there. I know that's not the case, but those are the messages that I get back. So, you know, that's another aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. How come you're not coming here? How come you're not going there? And um, I'm just not, Right. I'm just not. And I think it's, it takes a very strong will to just kind of put your foot down and say, no, I'm not going. Yes. Um, it takes a very strong will to say like, I'm not going to tolerate this type of behavior anymore. And, um, you know, I mean, I do feel like I wind up alone at the end of the day, but I do have all my dogs, <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and, and I get to choose to let people in that are going to accept this, as, as part of me and not be making excuses for it. Um, you know, at this stage of the game, it's this is how I live my life and you can be part of it if it makes you comfortable. And if not, then, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've just started saying this is the way it is.
3: Yeah, exactly. I and
0: I think part of it is, you know, rather than thinking that you're selfish, because I know that's what the world tells you,
5: yeah, yeah. It gives it a negative tag.
0: But it's not because if you don't do what's good for you and what's right for you, how can you then contribute and do anything for anybody else? So in my mind, to me, that's the opposite of selfish. Because what you're doing is bringing so many people happiness. You're bringing so many people some joy. You're bringing them a solution to a problem. And if other people who want to be a part of that can't see that and can't find happiness and joy on your behalf because of that, then they're not the right person. Mm -hmm. Just not.
5: And I think any partner that would engage with us as a whole, (laughs) people like us, driven women, Mm -hmm. they have to be they have to be secure in themselves first exactly because we are going to be out there we are going to be talking to people and going to people's homes um and i know this was a big trigger for for my relationship you know always on the phone always on the phone but that's where my business is well okay. half of it the other half mm-hmm. is in my house but right you know how do i how do i get that business in my house i'm on the phone i'm on mm-hmm. the phone a lot so our partners in life have to be secure with us just being out there You know, like doing the things that you're doing, Nicole, like traveling, getting on platforms, you know, just being a presence. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it does require a certain level from people that we are going to interact with, especially in a romantic type relationship or any kind of significant relationship, there is going to be some acceptance that has to happen because of who we are the lives that we live, the time that is dedicated to pursuing our calling and our business. And they have to be willing to accept that. And if they're not, they're not the right person. They're just not. Yep. So Chris, you're up. What is your story?
1: So, so I guess for me, we're all, we all have similar similar situations that go on and it really comes down to how do you find that balance in personal life, mm-hmm. right? But it's also, you know, how I look at it is you can't rely on someone else to make you happy. Yes. You have to find that happiness within yourself first. You have to make yourself happy because if you're not happy with yourself, how can you go and make someone else happy, right? You got to be happy with yourself first. And then you can invite somebody into your world. Yes. Okay. And when I look at relationships, it takes work and it has to be. A hundred percent in regards for partnership. But I don't necessarily believe that it has to be a consistent Mm 50-50. Okay. Because to me, the whole thing of a partnership is one day he might only be able to bring 20% to the table. And that's okay. Because for me, I got you. I'll bring the 80. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Okay. And that's what's going to make the hundred yeah okay. so for me, that's part of having that balance with the relationship, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe one
1: day I can only bring 40 percent of that relationship and he can carry the 60 Yeah okay. So that's how I believe in regards for a relationship. it doesn't always have to be that 50 50 as long as you can come up together to make that hundred Mm mm-hmm so and i guess for me i think everybody knows like i'm extremely passionate about what i do Mm -hmm. right like it it goes to the next level i just did a turnover i'm you know late for this meeting and just to do the turnover for onyx with his his family you know just to let people know he He came in for a three-week behavioral modification, and that's a disconnect between the owner, their relationship with the dog, Mm -hmm. okay? And to be able to work the dog through the issue, okay, be able to bring him home where he's not reactive, he's actually listening to see them smile, to see them so happy, they're hugging me and Tony left and right, and it's like, it's so rewarding to be able to say this is how I'm leaving my imprint in the world this is how I made like, a family and their relationship with their dog like, like, go to the next level right, Mm -hmm. like, it's a young dog so, for the next, what 12, 13 years that they're going to have with this dog. Now the relationship is like, there's no disconnect and the bond is only going to get stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think for all of us, it's when we can help because I'm more, I like the feeling of being able to help people. And yes, I have a problem asking for help. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm one of those that I'm just better at helping than asking. And, you know, what I do in regards to where my relationship is, like, or was, uh, my kids know this is my passion. My kids are like, you know, mom, as long as you love what you do, that's all that matters. And I admit there are times where I'm so focused and driven. In our clients, that it doesn't leave much free time because yeah. dogs come home with us. So, yeah. Yeah. do we have to deal with phone calls from clients that are late at night? Yes. Do we have to deal with accidents that happen three o'clock in the morning? Yes. So, it does interrupt part of our personal life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but. And again, this, like you said, Nicole, this isn't for everyone,
3: right? Mm-hmm.
1: But you're dedicated to your job, and you just know this is what I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. This is what makes me happy.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. Mhm. And and you know, it's I admit, like focusing so much on working with the dogs and the relationships and being able to rehab them. Mhm. It, it throws me off balance, right? There's not a lot of time for personal, yes. you know? But, and I then and, and I guess for me, you know, everybody's kind of situation is different, you know? I've been with law enforcement and, you know, on the nights of the snowstorm or when, you know, they state of emergency and you have to stay home, Well, guess what? Like, he's out on the road because that's his job. He's out Mm -hmm. on the road because it's the call to duty. He's out on the road because he's got to serve, protect, and help people, right? While where am I at home? So, you know, it's kind of one of those situations for me where, you know, you just kind of feel like if I had to respect what his purpose was right? Mm -hmm. And I guess I didn't really think twice in the sense of understanding what my purpose is and what that means to me.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So, you know, could I have addressed at some point knowing that, yes, there was a disconnect, Because I do hold myself accountable too. It's not just all on one person, Mm
3: -hmm. you know?
1: So, that's the hard part for us is we get so absorbed into it because mm-hmm. we deal with living beings. Yes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could be a two week or turning into three because they need more time. And mm-hmm. it's the dedication that we put into it. So mm-hmm. I think that's the hard part. Is yeah. There's no the off switch.
3: hmm
0: Yeah. Know?
1: And, That's the hard part.
0: Yeah, and I think you hit it right there on the head. It's just like there is no off switch when we do what we do because we are dealing with living beings. We're dealing with dogs. We're dealing with their clients who treat their dogs like their their own children in some cases. And we don't have an off switch. There is no, okay, you know what? We can just shut it down and, and not even think about it and not worry about it because guess what? We have to. We have to worry about it because their care is dependent upon us. We have to continue to feed them, to let them out, to train them, to work them. And it's not, you know, like, okay, it's a nine to five. I'm done. I don't have to respond to that email until the next day. That's not how it works when you're dealing with a living animal that is dependent upon you. And their owners are depending on you to take care of their dog. It's... And I'm saying this is the absolute most unique situation because we deal, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are dealing with a lot of different situations that are similar or maybe even more intense where, you know, like doctors are dealing with people's lives. So I get it. But this still does create an extra challenge. And it does make it that much harder for us to get that type of balance to be able to turn off that switch and say, you know what, I'm done for the day. Because for us, we're never really done for the day. We can put the dogs to bed, but we're always listening just in case something happens. I can't tell you how many times I got up one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning because, you know, a dog had an accident or they threw up or, you know, who knows what happened and you have to deal with it. I mean, the dogs get fed dinner before I even sit down, you know?
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we they, put them they, first. You have to.
1: Correct. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, that's the hard part when it comes to your significant other, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, and, and, and that's the hard part, right? If, um,
0: if they're not first. 'Cause they feel slighted in some way.
1: Well, I I think when we're putting so much of ourselves, because I know for myself, like, you know, it's it's a hundred percent. You know? Yeah. And then just sometimes, you know, like even 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 just family relationships, like, mm-hmm. you know, my kids all sat me down yesterday to have a conversation with me. You know, making sure they're like, okay, you know, for us going forward, we want to make sure like at maybe, you know, one of the weekends, like we want to make sure that we, we at least have like a Sunday brunch or do something, Mm -hmm. you know, do something together because you can't hit the rewind button.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: you can't buy back time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's one commodity. Unfortunately, you can't get back. Right. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So you know, everyone it's, else. What? Yeah, it's it's a it's a catch twenty two.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> it it really, really is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's kind of like this is what I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. And you want that person to be there and be supportive. Right. Right. Um you want them to be there and be supportive, but then at some point there's some resentment.
0: Yes. Yeah. So with that, let's let's kind of get uh, weigh in from Julie, Steph, and Lorraine. Do you find that a lot of that has happened for you guys in your personal relationships?
2: Well, my my marriage failed partially because of my dog. Okay. Well, then yes, you definitely. Um, have felt yeah. that. I mean, I you know it was a lot more than that, but that was a big uh, that was a big part of it that we had a a hard time with how much time I spent with my dog.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I had a hard time with how much he, time he spent maybe with the PlayStation.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and it was, it's way more than that. But that was kind of, the, you know, my marriage when things really started going. It, it started with the dog. Yeah. And I kept the dog. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good for you. <laughs>
5: I'll I'll add to that. Um, I think the straw that broke the camel's back is when my dog was put in danger. One of them, mm-hmm. put in danger. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, and that's actually really, really hard for me to admit and even think about because, you know, things had been done to me, things had been done to my kids and we were still rolling with it. You know, I was still hanging in there, still sticking around. And then, you know, my dog was put in danger and I'm like, okay, that's the end of it. Now it's over. And I'm like, well, how come, all these other, like the damage to me wasn't enough, but once my dog was in danger, um, you know, that was when I put things into motion for myself, which is a strange reflection for me that I would allow stuff to myself and stuff to the kids, but not to the dogs. But I, I think it's just a testament to, you know, how much we care yeah. and how much we- We care. all have, yeah.
0: We all have that one thing that we're not going to compromise on. Right. And for you- that one thing was you were not going to let anyone put your dogs in danger. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Absolutely. We all had that one thing. Mm-hmm. Staff.
4: Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, the the choice that I make, picking somebody who is um, sold on me mm-hmm. and sold on, on my passion. Mm-hmm. If I have to continually sell my partner on why I have to pick up the phone or why I have to, you know, go to a client's house or why I have to spend so much time on this. If I have to continually try and sell my partner on this, then maybe it's not the right partner, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, you know, the one thing that, that we can do is we can and we do do is have a team around us. You know, because for me, I had a team before I could afford a team. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I still can't afford my team, but I can't afford to be without them. So I think if I'm going to have more than just a dog, if I'm going to really have multiple dogs in my care, I need at least someone else Mm -hmm. who can take a look at me and say, hey, you're over threshold and you need a minute because- you know, We are entrusted with these beings who yeah. can't say a word, yeah. and if I'm over threshold and not being patient, not being kind, not reading body language, and I need a minute, and I don't have somebody on my team to read my body language, yeah. then I can really do some damage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not paying attention to that stuff, I, I often say dog training is a lot like motorcycle riding. It's not inherently dangerous, but it is unforgiving of inattention. Yes. And, and so I need my brain and my heart and my emotions to be steady. Mm-hmm. And people say all the time, why don't you just do it by yourself? You make so much more money. I don't want to make more money. I want to make a difference. Yes. And that's what you guys are making me think of.
0: Oh, thank you. That is... That is a great <laughs> analogy and it's also a great concept that most people don't think about because yeah, I could have done it on my own and, and I did for a while, but it wasn't enough of an impact. And it isn't just about the money. It's about the difference that we're making in this world. It's about the impact that we're having. And in order to have a monumental impact, You need to have people helping you. And that was a realization for me. Honestly, that was really hard because I've always been kind of like that solo person. I was never like the team person. I was always any sport that I did. It was a solo sport because I didn't want to depend on other people. I wanted to depend on myself, my abilities, my skill sets, my determination, my willpower, because I knew what I was capable of but I didn't know how I could get other people to rally and help me to accomplish something bigger than myself. It was just me and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish and how I was gonna do it. And it wasn't until uh, a few years into my growing my business that I realized I couldn't do it all on my own. I needed help. I needed people who were like-minded, who I could Train who had the same level of passion, dedication, uh, willpower, and who wanted to make a difference. And finding people like yourselves was such a blessing to me because for me now that it's not just about what I can accomplish, but what we can accomplish, it changed the game. It was a game changer for me. Uh, especially if I can help other women empower themselves to be better, to be business owners, to stretch themselves, hey, Raven, to make themselves better and to accomplish more than they ever thought they could. Because I've accomplished more than I thought I could. I mean, I'm some freaking you know orphan from South Korea who barely had enough to eat growing up. And here now I have a million dollar business with the help of women like yourselves who are dedicated, who want something better for themselves, who are willing to put the work and the sacrifice in. And to me, that is something that I never thought in a million years that I could build. And yet we've managed to build it, not because I wanted it, but because you all were willing to put your head in and work with me to build it. And I think that's a huge accomplishment. It's such a huge accomplishment that we've managed to build something so much bigger than ourselves. And it's gonna continue to grow if we're willing to put the work in. And so I just wanna say from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for coming on board, for putting up with my craziness, <laughs> for believing in my vision and for sticking it out with me and for continuing on that journey because it is a journey and there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road and we are experiencing some of it. It's why I wanted to get on this call because we are experiencing it. We're all having some relationship issues. We're all having some challenges, and. Part of life is dealing with challenges and overcoming them and figuring out how we can get better over time at dealing with confronting and overcoming challenges and making it a smoother process for the next time around. Because we're always going to be faced with challenges. It's not going to be a one-off. Guess what? Life is dealing with difficulties. It's not going to be smooth sailing all the time. That's not realistic but what we can do is we can get better. We can improve ourselves. We can make better choices and decisions. We can learn from the past and we can become stronger and more focused and able to navigate and make better choices and decisions when those challenges come up.
2: Anyone else have anything? Well, I often, I often think about um, airplanes and an emergency in an airplane Mm -hmm. and how, when the oxygen mask comes down, they tell you that you're supposed to put it on before you help somebody else. Yes. And I think about that all the time, at least once a day, that kind of hits me like, Julie, put your own on before some, before you can help somebody else. Mm I mean, I still really do that, but that is the weird uh, loop in my brain is the, Grab that oxygen mask first and then help somebody get theirs on. It's very counterintuitive as
0: women because we're taught you should always put yourself last. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You really, I mean, who has not been told that? And I'm going to take it to the next level. And Chris, you know, you can probably identify growing up in an uh, Asian culture,
3: Mm.
0: women are second class citizens, if that. And It's all about the family dynamic and everyone else comes first before yourself. You are always last. It is never a first. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, that's that's true when you're coming from a very traditional family Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, even down to eating your meals, Mm -hmm. right? You're to serve the elders and everyone else before yourself. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you never take the best of anything you always take the leftover you want to serve the best to everybody else correct yeah. like you, you want everyone else to have the best piece yeah mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and so this is how i grew up that mm-hmm. those were my formative years the first six years of my life this was what i was taught family first you're always last you mean nothing you are worthless And nothing that you do is really going to amount to anything. You are just to serve. That is your purpose. You are to serve. You come last. If you even come at all, you are literally put on this earth to serve others. And so, you know, coming to the realization that, Hey, you know what? Sometimes you have to put yourself first. That was a huge shift, huge shift. And You know, I was lucky because I had kind of both worlds. I had the Eastern and the Western. And so I was able to incorporate the best and also to shed the worst, which was great in some respects, but it took a long time. It took a long time for me to kind of shed that idea of, you know, you don't really mean anything. You shouldn't expect anything. You should always be giving. Um, You always come last. Don't even think about yourself. Always give, 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 and don't think that you deserve anything. So for a long time, I used to think, you know, hey, I don't deserve anything. And then people would be like, oh, I deserve this and I deserve that. And I'd be like, you don't deserve that. (laughs) Like, who do you think you are to deserve that? (laughs) And it was such, it was so weird because it's such a wrong mindset. And I still, to a degree, I had to fight myself on that. Like, you know, why do people think they deserve so much? You shouldn't earn it. And I get it, that yeah, you should earn things. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that you don't deserve things. If you mm-hmm. earned it, yeah, absolutely. You deserve it. But my mindset has always been, well, you don't deserve it. Who are you? You're not worthy. But yeah, you are. If you put the work in and you put time and effort in, absolutely you deserve it. And so that was a mind shift for me, not just in relationships, but in everything. That I was always apologizing for who I was, for my ambition, for my drive, for my success, for anything that I pursued, I was always apologizing. Like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry but I really need to get this done. Oh, I'm so sorry, but I really wanna do this. Oh, I'm so sorry, but this is where I wanna go. And it's like, why do I keep apologizing for wanting these things and for wanting to do these things and for wanting to accomplish something bigger than myself? Why am I apologizing for that? I shouldn't have to apologize for that. I should just be able to go and pursue, and accomplish and then be proud of myself Because I did these things. I'm not apologize because I did them. I should be able to be proud of that without having people say, oh, well, you're so full of yourself and you're this and you're that and blah, 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 blah. All the many things that people say. You know, and so that's a stigma and um, you know, something that I personally had to work through as I've grown
3: and developed
0: and gone on this journey of Mm self-improvement I mean what are your experiences
1: well I think um, just traditionally like Asian culture growing up the I think anybody who's Asian can relate to the fact that like Boys are the ace cards.
3: Yes, 100%. Okay,
1: yes. Like um, my ex's grandmother used to say, you know, when you were pregnant and they thought it was a boy, they would say, don't tell everyone you have an orange just in case you have a lemon. And they were referring to like, if the girl was, if you had a girl, she would be a lemon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because how times were, it was like, you know, you're supposed to take care of the family, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and you know, not so much of having yourself and having a career.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. It's more the newer generations coming out where there's females who are actually saying, you know, I got an education. I I worked hard to establish my role in mm-hmm. where I'm at, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think even for all of us, you know, all of us that are actually here in the meeting right now, we all own our own business Yeah. and you have to be proud of yourself for that,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because you earned it. Like you're at a point in your life because you put in the hard work, mm-hmm. yeah. right? and 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 so i think you know everybody should kind of think about that for a minute too like and be be proud because there's sacrifices that came along with it yes you know and um you know everybody like even for my friends like even for my best friend for over over like close to 40 years now mm-hmm. okay and it's like i don't talk to her every day i don't have the time mm-hmm. right but she understands and it's like time stands still in the sense when we do jump on the phone it could be three months before yeah. i even have a conversation with her but we just pick up
0: right where we left off yeah yeah those are the best i have a few friends like that
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so because
0: they're a sounding bored they kind of give you a reality check they know you better than just about anybody else. And they'll tell you when you're, you know, BSing and when you're just, you know, off your rocker mm-hmm. or when you have a valid point. Mm-hmm. I love having those conversations because they're going to be honest with you and they're going to tell you straight up, like, no, dude, you're crazy. Or, you know what? You're right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so, so I think, I think, I think the hard part. Is for all of us to get to where we are, Mm -hmm. you know, for us, being able to work with the dogs and help families and help the dogs, because I truly see see it as, yes, I'm I'm saving lives. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I genuinely feel that in my heart of hearts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because we deal with so many dogs that they put on medication, this- their last chance. This is the eleventh hour. If you don't fix it, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 um, you know, I just feel like it's 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 actually it's almost addicting, right?
3: Yeah, this where
1: you're just addiction. like, I Work gotta keep going. <laughs> yeah, like I I I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: right. yeah and you're like, okay, I that my calendar I scheduled like four or five days so just to kind of give you a little bit of a break in between and next thing you know you get that phone call Mm -hmm. I need I need help I need this dog you know like emergency removal
0: right and 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 they need your help with the dog how do you turn it away exactly and I don't I can't tell you how many times I've had people call me and say you know what I this dog is so aggressive and we're so afraid that we're literally standing outside the house Because we're afraid to go in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had a few. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we've had to make sacrifices, but it's also
0: been able to get us to where we are too. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I said, for for everyone, you have to make the decision and the choice. Is it worth it for you? And Mm -hmm. for me, it is. But that's a personal choice and a decision for everybody. Is it worth it for you to make that level of sacrifice to do what you do? And I think for all of us, the answer is yes, or otherwise we wouldn't be doing it. But, you know, it may be yes for different reasons for each of us.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: know? uh for me, ultimately, yes, it was it was worth it. Have I sacrificed a lot? Yes. Every single relationship I've ever had, I sacrificed I sacrificed the chance of having, you know, children and a family of my own. Instead, I've got eight, you know, dogs that I love and that give me comfort and joy. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're my legacy. I'm never going to have children unless I adopt, which maybe one day I will. But I'm also getting to the age where they're not going to want to let me adopt a kid. So Mm -hmm. it may never happen, which I'm okay with, you know, because I've got all of my, you know, Team and you know a lot of them are fairly young and so I feel like they're my children I'm raising them and and uh, mentoring them and teaching them everything I know so to me I am passing it on to the next generation I just don't happen to be related to them biologically but I feel like they're a part of my family they're the family that I chose mm-hmm that can be just as important, if not more, than family of blood. Anyone else have thoughts on that? I weigh in on your own personal experiences and choices.
5: I want to tap into what you said earlier about um, how people ask like, oh, how can you be so full of yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, and like, along with the selfish thing, like, I just feel like I should be full of myself. Look at what I'm doing.
3: Mm-hmm. You
5: know, like, look at what I did. I left my job, my secure job. You know, I could have stayed there in perpetuity and mm-hmm. just had a paycheck you know, every two weeks and just lived, lived that life. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, you know, I chose this, burned my ships, you know, took the plunge and, You know, I I feel like I should be again like it has this negative tag to it. Like I feel proud and people like, oh, you know, you're cocky, you're full of yourself and stuff like that. But I feel like I earned it. I should be. You know, look at at what I'm doing, and now I'm doing it on my own to boot. So um, you know, I just when I hear negative things like that, Mm -hmm. I just I just embrace it. You know, I just say. People yeah, I am. These are, are the choices
0: so i the game. Yeah, they're so quick to criticize, especially women. It's like, oh, why are you bragging on yourself? I'm not bragging. I'm proud because I accomplished something. What have you accomplished that you're proud of? And why, do you, why is your first instinct to, to bash me because I've actually done something that you wish you could have done? So ask yourself that question. What are you doing that you're proud of? And why would you bash somebody else because they've actually accomplished something? Is it, is it really because of them or is it because of yourself? Because you haven't been able to do or have the bravery to make the choice to do something where you have that sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Cause it does, it takes strength. It takes courage to leave a secure job and to start something brand new where there is no guarantee. You know, we've all done it. I did it. I left a cushy six-figure job where I had steady income, I had a steady salary plus commission, and I was making really good money. I left all of that to start this business empire. And, you know, the first year, I wasn't making nearly as much money as I made in my job. And I was working three times as hard as I did in my job. And, you know, I was like, what the, wait a second, what did I do? I'm working three times as hard. I'm not making nearly as much money. I'm like making less than half the amount of money, in fact. And what the hell did I do? You know, but that was year one. And then year two, I was making about the same amount. And then year three, I just completely blew it away. But it's, I had the faith in myself. I had the courage to take that leap and to know that I had what was necessary to accomplish that. And not just be relying on some false security. Because it is. It's false. You could have lost that job in an instant. No job is secure 100%. They could fire you in an instant. And then you're, where are you left? You're basically left up ship's creek without a paddle. So at that point, you're going to have to do something else. So I made the decision before it was made for me. That I was going to depend on myself to have either a business or a way to support myself where i wasn't going to depend on somebody else to give me a paycheck i was going to depend on myself to get that paycheck and then i wanted to help other people have that same ability especially women because i know what it's like to be in that type of environment where there's that glass ceiling there's the bias and the prejudice and the sexism and every other ism that you can think of when you're working in that type of environment where, you know, you have to push through so many levels to even feel a success. And I just got tired. I got tired of pushing so hard and getting the bare minimum. And I was like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something else, something better. It's gotta be a way that I can make a difference, that I can make money doing that, and that I can help others. And I happen to choose dog training because I love dogs. I'm good at training them. I have natural ability. But what I needed to hone was, okay, how do I then scale that and help others to accomplish that same thing? So that was my challenge, but it's, you know, something that obviously for this team, it's proven to be successful. And I wanna continue that process because I wanna help more people, not just women, men and women to attain that dream. But I am proud of my team of women that are kick-ass that (laughs) have the dedication that have the stamina, that have the perseverance to make this work. And I know it's had its challenges, but I appreciate everything you all have done, to rise to that challenge, to overcome it, to deal with it, to keep moving forward. Anyone else have any comments that they'd like to add before we end for the evening? Cause we've been going for about an hour.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. We just, I just think, you know, we all just have to give ourselves a little bit of, a little bit of extra self-care and self-love mm-hmm.
3: uh,
2: and be okay doing that. Right. So yeah.
0: Don't feel guilty about that. And that's the biggest thing I think women, it's like when you take that moment for yourself, you always feel guilty for doing that.
2: Right. I I now schedule it. I put it on a schedule so that it's part of the schedule and it's nothing that I feel like I'm trying to squeeze in. It's like, oh no, this this deserves to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Because then I'll stick to the schedule.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. So I have all to change it. <laughs> it yeah, right? <laughs> like massage, put it in there because if I don't, it doesn't
5: happen. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I just mean like, remember to take your vitamins, like oh, okay. like, just like the base level, just super base level. You need to up, you need, you need to up that level a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting there this year. I'm this year I'm climbing up. So I'm climbing, right. climbing up, climbing out you guys. Yeah. Good for you. Anyone mm-hmm.
0: else have any comments? Steph, Chris, Lorraine?
4: Yeah, just I was thinking the workshop that we went to recently, Nicole, where uh, there was this breakout session and you were working with a partner and uh, there was an A partner and a B partner. And they said, you know, how many of you um, goes to be the B partner? And of course, it was me, you know, and they said, hey, just something to think about. Where else are you choosing, actively choosing to be B? You know, and I thought, you know, screw you. I'm, I have manners. I'm allowing somebody else to go first. I also am allowing them to fail. So I'm being calculated. But if I really let myself think about it, it's like, where am I continuing to let other people get the golden ring because I don't feel worthy at the end of the day, you know? And I just thought, okay, I'm paying attention. Not everything has to be all, uh, Psycho babble, whatever, but you know what? It hit a chord with me. And you know what? Sometimes now I go, no, I'll go first. Not always, but I'm mindful, you know? Yes. Good.
0: Good. You should do that. You should go first, at least occasionally. And and that's also something I think as women, we always again we kind of put ourselves last, we put ourselves second. And I had to consciously make that choice. And being in a corporate environment where it was very male dominated, I had to fight so hard to even get my voice heard because I would talk and then there would be like five men talking over me. And I'd be looking at them like, do you just not hear me talking or do you just not care? Or do you think that it's okay to just shut me down and get whatever you want said? And then I would be the polite person and I would just wait until everyone was done. And then by that point, I couldn't even be heard. It's like, what the fuck? They think that's okay. And I allowed it because I didn't want to be that person, that rude, you know, pushy female, you know, that was going to just bulldoze through. And yet sometimes that's what you have to be in order to succeed in that type of environment. But I didn't want to succeed at that cost. Mm. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't always want to feel like I've never heard so how do you find that balance? How do you navigate that to not feel like you're always pushing but also still getting heard? Mm-hmm. Lorraine, Christine, any other final comments before we end for the evening? No, I think um
2: I think I'm good. All right. Lorraine no, pick it up again though.
5: Yeah. We should do it again.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
5: So thank you guys for
0: joining. I really appreciate your insights, uh, your stories, and thank you for sharing the time and for being vulnerable and for telling it like it is and for being real because this is something that people need to hear. They need to understand and need to know that it's not just for women. It's not just for dog trainers. It's relevant for anyone who has a highly stressful job who takes a lot of time out of their day, out of their life that they focus on. And because of that, a lot of things get sacrificed. And where do you find that balance? Where are your priorities? And what are you willing to sacrifice to attain what you want? And knowing that that sacrifice is coming, are you okay with it? Because just because you know it's coming, doesn't mean that you're going to be okay with it. And so you need to identify that. You need to understand that it's going to happen. And you need to either be okay or be okay not being okay. And it's it's the conversation that has to be, I think, it has to be had. It has to be uh, entertained. And it has to be thought about because too many people just go through life, not really addressing it, not really confronting it, not really dealing with it. And they just think it's going to resolve itself. And oftentimes it will, but not in the way that you would like, because you have no control over it, because you haven't spent the time to really deal with the problem. And so when things blow up, you're like, oh, well, why did that happen? Well, it happened because you didn't deal with it. You didn't address it. You didn't anticipate it. You didn't put contingencies in place to mitigate it or to deal with it and so this year we've had a lot of you know issues with relationships and things like that that have come up and so i thought it was an important topic for us to talk about for us to make sure that we understand and that we're able to clearly communicate our feelings our expectations uh our observations and Maybe help us to navigate going forward our actions and our decisions as we try and figure out what is best for us as women, as business owners, as uh, people who have a business that takes so much of our time. Where do we draw the line? What are we willing to sacrifice? And at the end of the day, are we willing to live with that, with the choices that we make? Is it worth it? So thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate you joining. And uh, we will see you all next week on our next podcast. So thank
3: right. you And have a great night. Have a good night. Right. Bye.